love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand, the wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. This is Hotshot Danny Duggan, leader of Team Jacked and Fanny Packed, and you're listening to the J&K Podcast. This is Hotshot Danny Duggan, and you can follow Canadian Wrestling's Elite on social media. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at CWE Canada for all the up-to-the-date latest news updates on Canada's Elite Wrestling Alternative. This is Ryan Bowman, editor-in-chief of TheGorillaPosition.com, and you're listening to the J&K Podcast. All right, guys, Big Joe and Carl Carafell here on the J&K Podcast. What is going on? What's up, guys? All right, so we're here for another Turnbuckle Talk uh, this week. Uh, we got something a little bit special in mind here, uh, for you guys this week. But uh, before we get into all that, let's, of course, talk about our sponsor, CollarAndElbowBrand.com. That's right, guys. CollarAndElbowBrand.com, one of the hottest and most elite brands that are out there right now. Al Snow went and created this brand where we see wrestling passion meeting street fashion. So please, everybody, make sure you go check out CollarAndElbowBrand.com. And if you use our promo code JKPODCAST, you can get yourself 10% off your entire purchase. So make sure you check that out. Go to our social medias. You guys have heard it enough. But everywhere, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, it's all JK Podcasts with an S at the end. You can find the link right there to go to collarandelbowbrand.com and use our promo code for all of your purchases. Yeah, and it's one of those things, too, where like I mentioned before, where it's uh, good with any purchase that you make. It's not just a one-time offer. You can even combine it when they have these big flash sales where they have like 30 40 50% off. You can throw that 10% uh, on top of there as well. And, uh, you know, for Christmas time or any other kind of, uh, you know, birthday times, or, you, know, you can see yourself a good chunk of change to get yourself uh, some really cool stuff for either yourself or the wrestling fan and your family or for friends. That's right. All right, so we have something, uh, like I said, special in mind here. Uh, we uh, normally have, you know, we, we've had some some pretty good name uh, wrestlers, uh, you know, in the business. Uh, we've been very uh, blessed and very lucky to have some of those. Now, this week, we, we have something kind of special, and uh, we uh, are going to be talking to Mr. Ryan Bowman, chief and editor of thegorillaposition.com. How are you doing, Ryan? I'm doing great, guys. How are you? Oh, we're doing pretty good uh, here. So uh, t- for everybody out here, uh, give us an idea of, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do. 
Well, as you said, I'm the editor-in-chief of the GorillaPosition.com, um, I, a website I founded actually less than a year ago in last April. Um, I'm also a contributing writer at uh, OneWrestling.com with Bill Apter, who is sort of my mentor in the wrestling business, and a uh, contributing writer to the Miami Herald, also in the uh, combat fighting section down there, usually about once a week. You can catch my stuff there. So I, I'm a little bit all over the place. I do some local writing, too, and sports, wrestling, non-sports, all that good stuff. So, But uh, my first passion, as always, is professional wrestling. Well, you know, that's what seems to kind of bring us all together. You know, our, our sponsor, you, and some of the other people that we've dealt with. You know, it really is, uh, you know, since we've kind of gotten this, I, I will say, you know, just like the, the wrestling community in general, and I'm talking people, you know, like us who do podcasts, you know, for yourself, like writers, uh, people who work in the business, it's, it really seems to be, like, everybody's really accommodating and very nice and, and for the most part been really really cool to deal with i gotta say you know having we've kind of run the gamut of different kinds of people that we've talked to here uh, carl and uh, it, it's it's really cool to do this kind of stuff it definitely is i mean the gamut of people that we've talked to goes everywhere from independent wrestling stars to you know top tier level people like jeff jarrett you know mm. so i mean Everywhere in between, we've talked to a lot of different people, and always it's it's a pleasure because we're all bound kind of by that same love and passion, which makes it so nice. Yep. Now, and also by that code, also by that code, guys, not to interrupt, but you know, it's, I always say wrestling is the biggest little family in the world. It really is. It one, really is. If you do one person right, the word will get around. But if you do somebody wrong, word gets around as well. It's not a. It's it's a pretty tightly woven community once you get to know people. Absolutely. Now, having said that, uh, since you do, um, you know, write about uh, you know not only what's gone on in the past, but what goes on now. What's your opinion on just the you know, the state of the uh, the industry and the business, uh, kind of uh, as a whole? You know, is it in a good, healthy place? Uh, is there room for some change? You know. Uh, what's what's your your take on uh, the state of the business at the moment? Well, for a long time, you know, we were WWE and everybody else, and and that was sort of he. It was the eight hundred pound gorilla, uh, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> but but um, I think what we've seen, and I think we're continuing to see it, is this independent revolution, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, you have people that knock the indie companies. There are bad indies out there, but then you have these super indies that are able to put on mega mega shows i've gone to shows that have 800 a thousand people and the electricity in the buildings is not like you see at a big show so i i do think that there's i i think the industry's changing whether i want to call that a boom or not um i'd say it's more of a shift uh i i say it's more of a shift that i think you'll see a lot of stars flake off from those top levels and maybe take more control of their own careers over the next three to five years yeah, for sure. You know, companies like uh, Ring of Honor, like uh, like Impact. Now, I mean, it's uh, you know they've really you know we've spoken to uh, Danny Duggan who runs a CW up here in uh, in Canada. You know, they they've really helped create almost kind of like a new kind of fan base for wrestling. You know, the, the ones that you know they don't want the fluff that comes with WWE. They just want to watch good, solid wrestling. You know, without any of that extra baggage that comes along. You know, with what's typically referred to now as sports entertainment. Yeah, and you know, right. I think a lot of that was buoyed by um, what's happening right now in the industry, and I think we'll see the effect more, especially depending on how this this huge show goes at the end of the year. But uh, I think Cody Rhodes has been a big part of that mm-hmm. that move that he made. People laughed whenever he jumped from WWE and said, <laughs> "I can make money on the indies." They're not laughing now. Boy, was he right! <laughs> Absolutely, hundred yeah, percent. And I mean, uh, you just throw out another name, Austin Aries, who's now gone and and, and really doing the exact same thing. Uh, he he took it upon himself to be able to 
leave the conglomerate of WWE and now going and, you know, essentially making a, a, a bigger name for himself, running with a whole bunch of different indie promotions. And I mean, not not saying that Impact is an indie promotion, but I mean, you know, like he's he's the world champion there. You know, you've got other people that that would love to have that spot, but he came in and he just took it and he grabbed it. And he's got like, I think four world belts on him right now from different promotions. Whereas I don't think the WWE ever would have given that to him. No. And I think also, and going back to this whole thing and to Neil Dashwood is now getting a chance to do that on the female side of things. But you know, everybody said, well, who wants to be a big fish in a little pond, but the people on the independent level are finding out that if there's enough ponds out there, you know, you can make X amount of dollars this weekend here and go to South America and make X amount of dollars. And at the end of the year, there's 52, you know, there's 52 weeks. And out of those weeks, when you add it all up, guys like Cody, guys like like uh, Austin Aries, someone, a lady like Daniel Dashwood, who is established in name, people are going to come out and see them and promoters are going to pay them. So I think that's where we're going to see things expand a lot more household names who are out there just kind of bouncing around and, and making their money. Uh, something else that go that's uh, you know I've noticed you know especially since uh, pro wrestling has started coming back you know to our area is that we're, we're getting an interesting mix kind of in my opinion you know we get you know the like I said you know the good independent wrestling without any of that extra fluff but on top of that you know with this last year you know, we've had Jake the Snake Roberts before we've had Nikita Koloff so it's almost kind of like uh, you know these independent shows kind of getting the most best of both worlds you know we get that that good solid indie wrestling and then we get to to mark out to some of our old school favorites at the same time right so there's nothing like you you go to a show like that and and we'll have that frequently around here you'll go to a show and a lot of times they'll have a legend booked i got i got the pleasure of uh, being the ring announcer show earlier this year and ricky steamboat was on the card obviously not wrestling but he was a referee Mm -hmm. but to get to call ricky steamboat out to the ring you know a guy grew up that's that's something you just can't replicate and and you know the kids are there the fans are there i had i saw Men in the stands explaining to their sons how big it was that Ricky Steamboat was there. That's something you don't really get at a higher level. That indie show experience is—it's really special. I mean, I and I think that that if that expands and and independent companies really take advantage of selling that environment, we'll see that continue to grow here in the next few years. Now, and that brings up an interesting question. I think, you know, we've kind of you know discussed that between the two of us uh, here on, on the podcast, but now you know, that we have. Uh, you on here? I think it's a good question to kind of uh, bring up with you. Now, you know, with the WWE side of things, you know, like I said, you with them really being into you know the sports entertainment uh, aspect. You know, with the independent wrestling getting as popular as as it is, you know, with the increasing number of fans, you know, with New Japan Pro Wrestling, with Impact, with Ring of Honor, does do you think WWE stands to maybe you know? In the next little while, and I'm not saying you know in the very short future, but kind of in the bigger scope of things, do they run? Do they have the possibility of maybe becoming irrelevant or you know maybe losing touch with uh, the fan base because of that? I think if they get purchased by a major corporation like Disney, uh, there's mm-hmm. been that talk before, or Fox, or, or or I think if if it rests from the McMahon family to the point that they are part of a conglomerate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I could see that it, them becoming sort of irrelevant, but obviously they're always going to be, a, I mean, they can print money uh, and they're always sure. going to be identified as the, as wrestling mm-hmm. to a lot of people. They'll always be, inter- uh, you know, the first name that comes to mind. Um, but as far as I've always said, I've, I've never understood the whole, we've got to be number one thing. I would be the most profitable number two I could be. 
I would be the most uh, effective number two or three yep. and, and be the best company I could be without worrying about really toppling WWE. That's not really a, a, a goal that's possible anyway. I, that, I would definitely agree with that. You know, and, you know, when we got to uh, interview Danny Duggan here with uh, CW, he kind of said the same thing, too. He said, you know, you're not, you're not going to, you know, he... Uh, he used a, a pop reference, so he's like, "You never, you're not going to unseat Pepsi or, or Coke, but that, that doesn't mean that there can be other brands out there, you know, that you know are just as popular and can make just as much money, arguably, and still be just as successful without having to compare yourself to WWE or to try and unseat them, because, like you said, you know, I think that you know they're pretty much going to be always at the top, you know, trying to trying to outdo them, you know, you can end up undoing yourself." While trying to do I've that, always right? said Impact made a brilliant move when they moved up north. They just became the biggest wrestling company in Canada yeah. overnight. You know, I mean, and, and it, you know, that's we laugh about that, but in in essence, if you, I, that's what you identify your brand as. We are the Canadian wrestling company, or we are this type. In whatever way you have to identify yourself at this point in the wrestling industry, you know, hey, if that's part of your way of marketing yourself, great. Go out and make it profitable. Make mm-hmm. it work. That's all that really matters now. Yeah, for sure. And 100%, I really believe that they can do it. I mean, I I took a look. I did a little bit of research because being myself in Canada, I wanted to know how many wrestling indi- independent wrestling promotions there are in Canada. Now, I found that just in Ontario alone, there is like 20 different companies. Just in Ontario alone. Like that's, I honestly didn't even know that. So, like, if Impact wants to become, you know, the best number two, as you say, that they can, they, there can be, this is a perfect opportunity for them and a perfect opportunity for the independent talents to be able to sh- prove and show themselves to be able to make it to that show. And, and hopefully, I really hope that Impact can become that huge number two. And that way, maybe Canada can have something else to be proud of. Well, I, I look at them as really taking us, and I think the Canada move was brilliant. Um, obviously, you know, you always want to say, well, they would thrive in America, but for cost reasons, production reasons, um, and also, let's be honest, it's not like Canada's ever been short on professional wrestling talent, so they're going to have a lot of people right there in their backyard to pick from. So, you know, I think it was a great move for Impact. In the long run, I think it's going to probably be what saved them. I, I, I definitely hope so. I mean, we kind of saw um, that they tried to make a good go of things in the United States. And for whatever reason, uh, you know, poop hit the fan and things really <laughs> didn't, um, you know, pan out as, as well as ones would hope, you know. And I correct me if I'm wrong, but my opinion, I think that it all stemmed from Impact trying to bring in Hulk Hogan. Mm. And I oh, think yeah. that was that was their their biggest mistake was doing that and letting kind of Hulk Hogan have reign and, and run up things as much as he did. Um, when that ended and they kind of went back to the six sided ring, cool. It was something different that kind of set them apart. Um, I'm happy that they've gone back to the four sided ring, only because independent promotions that they can now pull from in Canada yeah. use a four sided ring. Mm-hmm. Being, I've, I've, I've done a four-sided ring. I've done a six-sided ring. The six-sided ring is horrendous. It is so hard to work in because you don't know. You don't know. You're not aware of where the ropes are, and and it's it's so hard and so difficult, right? So, yeah, it's 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 a very weird thing. So I'm glad they went back to the four-sided ring, and I just hope that they make an awesome attempt at this. 
I think to segue, I really thought that they were going to uh, catch lightning in a bottle whenever they went with the Global Force thing uh, late last year with mm. Jeff Jarrett. And I am kind of transitioning because I know you guys have interviewed Jeff Jarrett, and I, I've had a lot of dealings with him. And yeah. I, 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 as we were talking about Impact, it made me think about him mm-hmm. and the, the announcement to the Hall of Fame because I myself personally was very, very happy to mm-hmm. hear that it happened. I won't lie to you. I, I literally there were tears in my eyes there literally were just because of the interview that we had with him. It was, was so, so humbling and so passionate. And it's something that we talked to him about two years ago when we interviewed him and he had pretty much said, "Eh, if it happens, it happens, right? I'll be happy if it does, but you know, I I really don't expect anything from it. And, And then just to finally see that everything that he's done from being in the WWF to coming to impact or TNA back then, you know, NWA TNA, and then starting Global Force and like everything just seems to have come full circle for him. And like I, I glow. I'm like just beaming because of it. And I had nothing to do with it. But it's just one of those things that's it makes you proud. I don't know. It's weird. And it's it's one of those things, too, where I'm, I'm glad that, you know, things are being focused on the positive because, you know, Jeff has had, you know, some issues in the past you know, and a little bit recently. But it's good you know, to see that, um, you know, that, you know, he's, you know, rightfully being rewarded for the work uh, he did uh, with WWF and, you know, with starting his own promotion with uh, TNA, uh, you know, giving opportunity to guys like uh, Eric Young, Bobby Roode, just to name a couple, you know, to help uh, break into the business and become successful. And now look where, where they've ended up, right? So. And I was lucky over the summer, you know, when the whole global thing was going on to get to deal with Jeff a little bit and, and, and his wife, and they were both very gracious to me. I, they've been kind of vilified a lot by the internet, Absolutely. you know, who isn't though, by the internet actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, uh, I, my dealings with them was that they were both very pleasant people. I, I liked Jeff a lot. Obviously he's, he's kind of a charmer, but that's a Southern thing, yeah. you know? So, uh, you know, you can take that one, however you want to. I personally thought he was a gentleman. I, I like the guy and I'm glad he made it to the hall of fame. Absolutely. And, you know, owner of like one of my favorite, bits that's ever been done in the business like you know the the list is you know, fairly short for me and it, moments that really really stand out you know with him uh, with that infamous guitar shot on how old was uh, mula when they when they did that bit like 80 <laughs> i don't know <laughs> you know it, it was like one of those moments like where you know the internet and twitter and facebook would have been going as strong as it is now back then like the internet would have probably broken after like the, yeah. the, the wrestling community would have just been in flame like really you just hit an old lady with a guitar are you insane sir well think about the uh may young bit going through the table oh. with the dudley boys yeah. that would have yeah. been yeah so that, that, somebody would have got fired over that one so now i think a, a good way because we're, we're getting pretty close to uh to kind of wrapping things up here i think a good discussion to kind of end things off with you know since you know you know we do a podcast talking about uh, wrestling and you know you're you're a writer in the business do you think that uh, this is something that tends to seem to kind of come up once in a while and is you know the internet is it helping things along or is it something that's possibly damaging to the business because this seems to be something that uh, kind of rears its uh, ugly sometimes head um, you know, when it comes to, uh, to this, you know, because it's, you know, is it something that's, you know, damaging the business, you know, is it ruining the kayfabe or, you know, it's a tough, it's a tough, it's a tough thing to talk about. I know, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's definitely something I wanted to kind of discuss. 
I, it's not hard for me to talk about it all. One of the big reasons I did the gorilla position was because I, I do prefer to a lot. If you read any of my work, I'm, I always tell everybody I interview, you know, you're not going to get grilled about a lot of stuff. You know, we will talk about personal lives and things mm-hmm. um, as far as they want to. I found that most of the wrestlers, if they know that you're not trying to pull anything on them, are pretty open and honest. Um, I, I like the fact that I have a reputation of being somebody that's easy to deal with. Um, I don't want to be a guy that's a dirt slinger. I, I never have been. I wasn't like that when I was a sports writer. And I've done this a long time. Uh, I started professionally when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. I've been doing this over 20 years. And I will tell you that the bridges you burn are the ones you will fall off later. Mm-hmm. I, I, will, I will tell you right now, you will go off the cliff if you burn a lot of bridges. And, and that's true in any industry. So professional wrestling most certainly is no different. Um, if you if you drag somebody's name through the mud or you make them look bad, at the end of the day, what you're really messing with is their money mm-hmm. because their perception and who they are is how they make their money. Um, and I don't want people messing with my money, so I don't mess with theirs. That's just kind of the way I cover things. For sure, you know, and, and you know, definitely looking at uh, some of the work that you've done, you know, you definitely you know focus on you know more of the realities, things that have like actually happened. You know, not too much of the you know. You know, speculating about things that are kind of uh, touch and go or iffy, or you know, I, I won't say you know, going to like the extreme of you know, where obviously it's satire, like kfabenews.com and stuff like that, where you know, obviously they're lampooning and you know, making fun of it. To, you know, and I, I know that there's there's room and uh, there's a market for that stuff too, but you guys uh, definitely go for more of you know, uh, you know, things that have you know happened in actually happened in the business and not so much you know, picking at uh, the things that. Uh, you know, just to get, uh, you know, to get clicks or, you know, to, to cause clickbait and that kind of stuff. You guys go for more of the legitimate stuff and it's good to see, um, you know, good, honest wrestling, uh, editorial there, I guess really, I, I get that. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just gonna say, I think I get that from being around bill. You know, I, <laughs> I try to keep that old PWI pro wrestling illustrated style. You know, obviously it's not kayfabe anymore, no. but you can do it in, from a perspective that still keeps it kind of fun and light, you know, without getting too serious about it. Yeah, and that's that's exactly what I was going to say. I mean, because you've, you've been doing this for so long and I mean, you've got that old school mentality, right? Like it's 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 amazing that somebody this day and age still has that and is able to make things successful by having those um what do you what do you call them? Feel good, feel good stories mm-hmm. essentially as opposed to TMZ dirt sheet, right? So it's it's I I'm happy to have been able to find uh, the gorilla position.com to be able to actually read some good stuff in the world as opposed to the bad stuff in the world. So kudos to you a hundred percent for keeping that old school mentality and, and giving the truths out there instead of just clickbait. Well, and I always say I don't I don't really get into too many people's sex lives or uh, who's who's getting married, who might be in the locker room that night. I hate those stories. If it's yeah. a rumor, this guy might be in the locker room later. Maybe, you know, I, I don't like that stuff either. But at the most, the one thing that I've never done, and you will never catch me doing, is I'm never going to break down how a guy does a vertical suplex or a victory roll or any of the moves because I, that's not what I do. I'm not a I'm not a wrestler. I'm not a promoter. I I can't break down the moves or give a, a match a certain set of stars, but I can tell you about the people in the business and that's all we really try to do. Yeah. I'm very happy with that. Absolutely. Very happy. Well, I think, uh, you know, we do still have a little bit of time left here. You know, I think maybe we'll, we'll touch on one other thing and I guess this is 
could be considered kind of like a fan type of a thing. But uh, I know that it's something that uh, we're getting close to that season. But I think you know, we'll maybe look at one thing before we let you go here. And that's, um, you know, one of our, you know, we're, we've all been wrestling fans for a good portion of our lives now here. And it's getting close to that WrestleMania season. And you may or may not uh, can maybe tell where I'm going with this, but uh, do you think Undertaker? I'll pose this to, to all three of us here. Uh, should Should Undertaker have another match at WrestleMania, or you know, is it is it time for the Dead Man to finally get in, hop on the bike, and ride off into the distance? I should I lay out on this one first and go last on this one? Sure, sure, yeah. I mean, I'll okay. I'll, I'll go first with this one. Um, I what I would love to see is one last match for the Undertaker. I would love to see Taker go out there with Kane have one last good match against each other, not together, but against each other. And then I want to see Taker, like he did last year, leave his stuff in the ring, but I want to see him get on a bike, go halfway up the ramp, do the arm as it goes up, and then just ride the rest of the way out. That's uh, That would be, for me, the ultimate way to see him go out. So I would love that just one last time, but if we don't get it, I'm happy with what he's done. Mm-hmm. For me, it would be very similar to that. Uh, I would substitute who he would do the match with because I feel that uh, you know it, it should be kind of like a passing of the torch. You know, okay, so you know I've been you know the, the Undertaker. I've been this character. You know, it's it's what's defined me. And you know, I think in, it, there needs to be there, obviously there's never going to be another Undertaker, but maybe somebody to kind of maybe take that similar kind of role and i think you know he's already done this at wrestlemania but i think bray wyatt is definitely deserving of having that torch passed to him so i would you know basically have that same kind of match but i would substitute uh, him on there and then you know and then end it off the same way you know leave all you know leave the hat leave the coat the mitts everything in the ring hop on that bike and you know have a good send-off that's how i would kind of end that off in my personal opinion and now we're going to hear from the actual writer, and let's see how he does things. <laughs> the actual writer is doing this for selfish reasons. We launched the website on WrestleMania last year, April 2nd last year. So yeah. I kind of liked the fact that it coincided with what was going to be Undertaker's last match. Mm-hmm. Also, I love the way that he did it. I, I'm really good with him going out like he did last year. I thought it was really cool the way he did it. Just put, didn't say anything, didn't have the retirement. Now, he did it the way the Undertaker would do it. I'd be okay with him coming back and having another match, but I, I kind of like the way it, we, it all ended last year. Yeah, and it almost could have ended with that. Uh, I know, you know, fans and you know the internet wrestling community. I guess you can refer to them to as it. You know, they really kind of, uh, you know, really lit into Roman Reigns uh, over that, and I thought and it was just, you know. For people who like to, to criticize that, I mean, you know, it was obviously, you know, it was meant to be his moment, and you know, people kind of crapped all over it. And I, I didn't think that that, that that was necessarily fair, you know. So, I mean, obviously, Roman was probably going to be the guy to have that match for, for last year. So, you know, it's one of those things, I mean, I guess it kind of is what it is. But uh, I thought it was really classy the way that, uh, you know, Undertaker ended that match, you know. And even if it would have ended there, honestly, I would have been okay with that. Yeah. You know. That match, the reaction the next night, though, to Roman was just, it was historical, <laughs> regardless of whether you oh, yeah. like it or not. It was still, you, I mean, you'll just, I'll never forget that. No. That was amazing. It was, yeah. What was it? 15 minutes of booze. And then finally he says, you know, <laughs> it's my yard now. And then Lee, like, oh, wow. <laughs> wow. 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 <laughs> 
All right. Well, I think that, that uh, is a good way to kind of wrap up here. But before we go, uh, of course, uh, we'll give you a chance to, uh, you know, um, plug your social media, let people know where they can uh, you know, find your work and, uh, and go from there. Well, uh, we're obviously at thegorillaposition.com, at TGP Web on Twitter, and I'm on Facebook at Ryan K. Bowman, and it's B-O-M-A-N. Um, and that's about it. That's where we're at right now. Uh, we're trying to be everywhere, but it's kind of impossible. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I think we'll end things off there. And uh, thanks for uh, being on again. And uh, we'll uh, definitely uh, keep in touch. And uh, I think uh, maybe after WrestleMania or something might be a good time to uh, maybe get in touch again and uh, kind of see what's going on, uh, kind of an update uh, of uh, what's going on in the business. Sounds great, guys. Thank you so much for having me on. It's been our pleasure, and uh, we will see you guys next time. Ciao.